fossil fans and dino lovers. Welcome to the Paleo Podcast, brought to you by the Cranbrook Institute of Science and Podcast Nation. Here are your hosts, Tim and Dr. Andrew. Welcome everyone to the Cranbrook Paleo Podcast. We are your two hosts. I am Andrew. And I am Tim. We are from the Cranbrook Institute of Science. So we are a natural history and science museum located in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. So giving a brief introduction on ourselves. So I have a PhD in geology. So I studied paleontology, but actually nothing to do with dinosaurs. So Tim is here to tell you all about that. I actually studied stuff that occurred way before the dinosaurs, but that's a topic for another day. So, Tim, how did you get into paleontology? Well, um, when I was really young and, you know, probably like three or, or maybe four, I was extremely into trucks. And that was all my life was about. But then right around that same age, my parents showed me a movie that completely changed my life forever. Uh, that movie is, of course... Godzilla versus Mothra, you know, uh, the 1964 classic. And uh, I went from this truck-loving kid uh, thinking thinking dump trucks were the coolest thing ever to watching a giant dinosaur German suplexing a giant moth in the middle of a city. And that blew my mind. I wanted to know more about whatever I was watching on screen. So I went from trucks to being obsessed with bugs and dinosaurs. And... Uh, as the story goes for a ton of people interested in dinosaurs, during that time, it, was, it would have been like 1994, 1995, I saw another movie that had just come out recently, uh, Jurassic Park, uh. which completely put that final nail in the coffin of this little dinosaur fanatic. I remember when I was in, in elementary school, I used to write my name on all my papers as Dinomaniac instead of Tim. <laughs> hey, we should be calling you that for this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Well, how about you? How did you get into uh, paleontology? Yeah, you know, it's it's an interesting story in, in contrast to yours because I saw Jurassic Park and I certainly liked it, but I was not like the dinosaur kid. You know, I was not like obsessed with them when I was younger, although kind of like you said, what a time to be obsessed with dinosaurs if you were you got a lot of content back right then. yeah and, and it really hasn't stopped in our entire lives since then but i was more just you know aware of dinosaurs and fossils and stuff like that it was not really something i was super interested in so actually it wasn't until i was older i actually went to college to study biology and i kind of from there started learning about other researchers who were doing stuff of, you know, what happens after stuff dies? You know, some of it actually gets preserved. And, oh, look, there's a fossil. And how do we know things are fossils? And spoiler alert for a future episode, we're now looking for fossils on other planets. So it was really more something that I came to be interested in later on in my life. So this doesn't have to be something you've always been interested in. And hopefully throughout this podcast, you'll actually learn more about something and, you know, maybe develop an interest and see where that takes you. So was it like the allure of the unknown that fossils kind of bring where the information is out there and not many people know it? Is that what drew you into studying these microbial fossils and perhaps alien fossils? Yeah, you know, that's a that's a great way to put it. You know, I think the driving force behind a lot of science is trying to understand the unknown. You know, there's so much out there that we don't know. And I can only imagine what it was like for the first person who uncovered a dinosaur fossil where, you know, you never knew stuff like this existed. And you're like, whoa, this thing was huge. What was here? You know, wait, this type right. of stuff used to live here? That type of stuff with fossils, you know, that that just fascinates me. And for every fossil that's discovered, there's 
you know, that immediately just sparks debates and people saying, you know, I think it was this and somebody else coming in and saying, I think it was that. And just, I mean, that's how science works for a large part. And, you know, we're going to get into this later as well, but even the original Jurassic Park movies, since then we've gone back and said, you know, ah, turns out the way we depicted this dinosaur is not exactly accurate. So it's, it's really interesting to me that we've, we must think uh, initially that this field is, you know, no pun intended, dead. Like we know everything there is to know about dinosaurs because they're so old, right? And we've discovered so many of them, but we are discovering new things all the time. And to me, that's just really exciting. Yeah, for me, it's it's kind of the opposite. People know a lot about different dinosaurs mm -hmm. and uh, I want to know what they know. So I'm constantly trying to ask questions or, or read what other people have written because I just want to know everything about them. Yeah, and there's a lot to know, isn't there? Oh yeah, it's 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 uh, expanding every year too. Yeah, exactly. I think just in this past year, we talked about one new interpretation for a T-Rex, and then another paper came out saying, actually, no, that's that's we don't think that's true anymore. And you know, the arguments just keep going back and forth. Always something new to be learned. Yeah, a Spinosaurus evolves more than a Pokemon now. That's right. <laughs> One thing that we're uh, hoping to really stress in this podcast as well is you know, this kind of stuff is something for everyone. You know, it's a really cool topic. It's in pop culture. It's, you know, if you want to get really into it, make a career in it, there's that opportunity as well. So the first thing I think a good way to start off is what exactly is paleontology? And one of the things I, I like to talk about with this is uh, scientists can't even really agree. So the main definition is the study of past life. What exactly does that mean? So when you get to the definition of what is a fossil, for instance, one of the things scientists say is remains of a living organism that's over 10,000 years old. So does that mean if you find something that's 9,999 years old, it is not a fossil and suddenly the next day it is? Not really. So it gets kind of in a phase where people argue about what is that exactly? But we all can agree that at least... Dinosaurs are definitely fossils, right? 100%. Yep. <laughs> the other thing I thought we could cover is where exactly do you find fossils? It's not that easy. It's not going to be necessarily something you randomly stumble across depending on where you live every single day. And that's because 99.999, however many nines you want to add on the end of there, uh, percent of all life does not become fossilized. So becoming fossilized in general is actually pretty rare. And they can be found all over Earth, but many of them are just buried deep underground, they're inaccessible, and it's really hard to get to them. So you have to be able to go to where the fossils can be accessed if you want to actually do your fossil hunting. And even then, it sometimes requires a good bit of digging. So speaking of those fossils, uh, Tim, I know you have a pretty impressive fossil collection. Would you like to talk about that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I do have a ton of fossils at home. None of them that I've found myself, but um, I've gone to fossil shows and I found websites. My personal favorite fossils in my collection, I have a few T-Rex teeth and I have a T-Rex tailbone. One of my more unique fossils is I have a toe bone of a type of dinosaur called an abelosaur. Uh, they're those dinosaurs with really long legs and arms even smaller than T-Rex. Uh, their most famous member is Carnotaurus. Anyway, I have one of their toe bones from Morocco. And uh, I have all kinds of uh, fish and mosasaurs and shark teeth and uh, various other dinosaurs too. Andrew, do you have any fossils? <laughs> most of the fossils I have are actually 
they're a little bit more, uh, you have to explain it to people. So a lot of the stuff I study, and don't worry, we're going to be getting to this more in future podcasts, but a lot of the stuff I have is microbial. In other words, you need a microscope to be able to see the fossils, but they leave little wavy texture. So often, oftentimes the stuff I have just looks like rocks with a couple wavy lines in them. But recently, especially in preparation for this podcast, I've been looking into a lot more fossils. And what I'm surprised about a lot of times is there's a strong variation in how common a lot of these fossils are and also how expensive they are. Right. One of the things I thought was cool, Tim, is I know you have a lot of experience 3D printing fossils, which is a potentially more accessible way for people to get into collecting dinosaur stuff. Yeah, it became a a, a whole new hobby I'm kind of obsessed with this past year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool too because I know a lot of libraries have 3D printers and stuff like that. There's a lot of files you can get online where maybe if people are interested, they could, you know, instead of having to buy their own fossil, they could print off their own 3D yeah, printed fossil. One of the things that's that's cool is a fossil is is one of a kind. And if a museum has it, they're the only one with that fossil. And normally they'd create a cast or a replica of that fossil and then they can sell it or, you know, distribute it. But what some of them are doing now is they're 3D scanning those fossils and then just putting that scan on the internet or sending it to other museums uh, elsewhere. And then those museums or those hobbyists can then just print that fossil themselves. And it's uh, way less expensive than it would be to uh, purchase a cast of one, for example. Yeah, I know at the museum we get that question a lot. We get, oh, is is that a real fossil? And we do have <laughs> many real fossils on display, but we also have some casts. And, you know, one of the reasons museums oftentimes display casts is because if you're going to hang up a fossil, you have to drill into it. You have to do a lot of stuff to it. They're tremendously heavy. So if you display the cast, you don't have to worry about ruining the original fossil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing if you drop a $300 cast, it's like, oh, darn, I'll I'll, I'll buy another one. But if you drop the real fossil, then, yeah. it, then <laughs> you know, you got to live with that for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, that fossil lasted 66 million years and then you came along and dropped it. Yeah, which is a great segue into how long ago the dinosaurs actually were. That's a good starting point. So, Tim, do you want to talk a little bit more about why dinosaurs, why you mentioned that 66 million year mark there? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, 66 million years is the uh, accepted amount of years it's been since uh, the dinosaurs were famously wiped off the earth due to the meteor that hit in Chicxulub, which is near Mexico. But not every dinosaur was wiped out from that. We still have birds today, which are members of the dinosaur family. A lot of people uh, like to say that they evolved from dinosaurs, but that's not necessarily true. They literally are dinosaurs. Wow. So if you uh, go home today and see a bird outside your window, you can actually say, there's a dinosaur outside my window. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of goofy, but every mm -hmm. once in a while I'll see a goose walking outside my backyard and it just puts a tear in my eye. Yep, yeah. If you ever get chased by a goose, you've narrowly avoided a yeah, dinosaur yeah, encounter yeah. there. You, you could just say, yeah, it's like a velociraptor at that point. So this podcast is going to be 16 episodes, and we're going to be talking about all things past life with this. So one of the uh, main dinosaurs that 
everybody seems to love, everybody seems to know, probably I would say, Tim, tell me if you agree, the most famous dinosaur would be the T-Rex, correct? I would say not only is it the most famous dinosaur, but it's probably one of the most famous animals ever. I would agree. Well, that will be the topic of our next podcast, so if everyone will stay tuned for that, that'll be an exciting one to cover. What we're also going to be doing at the end of every episode here is we're going to be picking um, stuff that was submitted online as a question of the day. So I have our first question of the day. Are you ready for this one, Tim? Yeah, I was wondering what these questions were, actually. So the first question of the day comes from Annie, and it was submitted on our Instagram page. Annie asks, what is the best dinosaur to have as a pet? Well, uh, considering that birds are among the pet trade's most popular animals, I would have to go with a bird. Uh, however, that's a really boring answer. So um, how about one of the uh, bird-like dinosaurs? So maybe Archaeopteryx or Anchiornis or Microraptor instead. That's uh, a good one. They are, they are so close to birds but they're dinosaurs. So imagine like a, a chicken with a snout and a big long tail. And, and you have one of these, these uh, Jurassic aged dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, as much as I would like to say, oh, T-Rex, how cool would that be or something? <laughs> you know, when I first heard of this, I was immediately drawn to, you know, now that I'm hearing you say these, these bird-like dinosaurs, that's probably a better idea. I was going to go with Stegosaurus literally for the only reason that it would probably be too stupid to hurt me or hurt anything <laughs> else. So that might be my, uh, you know, get something that looks really cool and is maybe not the most, uh, you know, destructive creature. Yeah, but just imagine how expensive the food would be. Yeah, you know, that's a good point that I hadn't considered. So, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. So we'll be tackling those, you know, a little bit at the end of each podcast. So that's a wrap on episode number one. And thanks for everyone for tuning in today. Thanks for listening. Make sure you catch our next episode as we discuss everyone's favorite dinosaur, T-Rex. The Paleo Podcast is produced by the Cranbrook Institute of Science and Podcast Nation. Thanks for listening. <laughs>